Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid TV. I'm David Maddox, joined here on Friday, February 18th, 2022, by George Kurtz, Craig Mish, uh, ending his vacation, certainly not how he wanted to end it. George, you know, I really was hoping that uh, the meeting yesterday between the MLB and the MLB Players Association would have went well, or that we would have gotten a good update last night and we could have started this show in a great place, you know, talking about uh, how all the positive developments in the labor negotiation. But as it stands, another snowy, stormy day in the United States, not any closer to baseball and spring training. No, no. I had a buddy of mine last night trying to trying to be the uh, you know show the bright side. Well, at least they say next week they're going to meet more often. That's great. Are they going to meet for more than fifteen minutes? Because if not, none of this matters. They're not negotiating. I mean, they're just not negotiating. Yesterday they just pretty much here's my proposal. Goodbye. What? And that's not negotiating. That's handing a proposal and letting the other guy read it. I mean, you can send that by email, like a carrier pigeon, Pony Express, PDF. What are we doing here? Just what are we doing? Like I said, spring training games are supposed to start next Saturday. That's obviously not going to happen. Major League Baseball is pretty much set. I'm not going to call it a drop-dead date, but they say if they don't have an agreement by February 28th, that the regular season can't begin on time. All right. Now, I think that's probably BS, too. You get a couple of days later, they'll start the regular season on time. And it doesn't mean you won't play 162 anyway. You know, you're a week late. They can have some doubleheaders. They'll play 162. But uh, the biggest thing for me, Davis, is they're not even negotiating. I said 15 minutes? Are you kidding me? That's not a negotiation. You, know, you got to sit in a room and work some things out, and they're not close on anything. So uh, it's concerning. There are some people who believe that the owners know exactly what they're going to sign for, but they won't make that offer. It's just weird how things are going on here. It's like both sides want to win this deal. They want to break the other. We know the owners aren't going to break. The question is, will the players be able to remain in solidarity. Yep. All right. So let's get to Friday's headlines. Unfortunately, Anthony Davis is going to be out for at least a month with a mid foot sprain, really not ideal timing for the Los Angeles Lakers who would definitely prefer to not be in the play in, in the NBA playoffs, but it does seem that's where they're heading. Uh, the NBA all-star break is, uh, is upon us, but last night the Miami heat beat the Charlotte Hornets in double overtime with uh, a startlingly low score 
for double overtime, 111 to 107. This is like a, you know, like a 1980s style Miami Heat game where no one is uh, is getting any points. Joel Embiid dominates per usual as the 76ers beat the Milwaukee Bucks, 123-120. That's actually a fairly big game for the standings because so many teams right now are fighting for that one seed in the Eastern Conference. Right now, the Miami Heat are the one seed. The Bulls are tied with them. But there is a huge log jam, one through six. The Boston Celtics are only four and a half games back. And all of the 76ers, Cavaliers, and Milwaukee Bucks are two and a half games back. Fairly interesting stuff there. Uh, and of course, the MLB and the MLB Players Association are expected to start meeting daily next week. Now, George, I'm hoping that uh, you can shed some light on these negotiations because this would actually seem to be a positive report. I'm not certain, you know, if, if this was uh, Jeff Passan or, or who uh, reported this, but this would seem to be a good development, right? The idea that they would be in a room every single day, you know, whatever they, they're all at a hotel, probably where most of these negotiations are happening and they actually try to get it ironed out. It just depends. Are they going to meet, like I said, longer than 15 minutes? If they're just going to come in and come out. It means nothing. Our, our, our new proposal is going to be made here. You know, both sides. And we keep hearing from the Major League Baseball owners that they have several things, whether you arbitration the two years. That's it. It's a non-starter. Well, if you have so many things that are non-starters, nothing's going to get done. As we welcome in our radio audience to uh, Fantasy Sports Today, he's Davis Maddock. I'm George Kurtz discussing the uh, Major League Baseball Players Association and Major League Baseball the CBA that can't they can't get out of their own way is what really what is going on here. Uh, you would think they would have figured this out. It's, it's kind of just sad, Davis. That uh, remember this the lockout started December second. We're talking almost three two and a half months ago. This should have been solved by now. I mean, get in a room and let's go. Why does it always have to come down to whatever deadline that the other side imposed to start a season on time? It's just silly. It's millionaires arguing with billionaires, but the owners are. Like I said there's three factions here: the players and the owners. You know, they have to come to an agreement. The players have to come to an agreement among themselves. They want they want to get to free. They want more money earlier in their careers, which makes sense here. I understand that. Uh, the owners, not only do they, have to, do they have to come to an agreement with the players, but the owners also have to come to an agreement among themselves because you have small market owners and the large market owners. For the most part, the large market owners, they'll play now. You know, they're making the money. They don't care. It's the small market owners that can cause problems because even if you come to an agreement, eight owners can kill it. If eight owners vote against it, you know, then you don't have an agreement. That's all it takes uh, for that. So it's a problem. I do hope next week, absolutely, that meeting more often is a good thing. But you need to sit down in a room. And both sides need to negotiate. Not say non-starter. That's a non-starter. No, non-starter. If you're going to do that, then we're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, I think you're right. So, guys, we uh, we will touch on baseball a little bit more in the show. And, in fact, we are going to take a look at some fantasy baseball options. Because, uh, you know, ready or not, the fantasy baseball season is happening. You can draft right now on the NFBC. And, uh, you know, people are participating in these drafts, so we'll be there for you. We are also going to talk about some of the quarterbacks in the upcoming NFL draft. We have a little bit of fantasy football conversation. And, of course, our Dynasty Fantasy Football Buy or Sell segment that we are going to keep running until they finally get us some baseball games. So we have an absolutely jam-packed show for you. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. Davis Maddock and George Kurtz with you here for the next two hours. See you back in a moment. Great, great.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz, and we are making our way through the cold winter months. The NBA All-Star break has officially begun. The NFL draft is two months away. We don't have the combine taking place as of yet. Now, that's not going to stop us from talking about fantasy football later in the show, but we figured that we would do George Kurtz a solid, and we are going to talk a little bit of the... uh, the stick and puck, the National Hockey League, and uh, we have some guys here who are, you know, in contention to win some of the major awards in the NHL. And we are going to begin with Trevor Zegras, who is a center for the Anaheim Ducks and uh, a, a very young player, right? 20 years old, playing his second year in the league. He has been phenomenal for the Ducks this season. He has 35 points, 13 goals, and 22 assists. And he is, uh, George, plus 260, plus 250. To win their Calder Trophy, the Ducks are ten to one to win the Stanley Cup, and uh, or, or hundred to one to win the Stanley Cup, and thirty-two to one to win the Western Conference. Yeah, they're not doing either one of those. Okay, the Ducks are not winning the Stanley Cup. They're not winning the, the Western Conference. They're not going to the playoffs. Or at least it's highly unlikely that they go into the playoffs. So I'm certainly not betting on the Ducks to go anywhere. Uh, Zegers said it not as an. Uh, I, I guess a breakout season, you know, he really has. I don't think anybody expected this kind of damage to come from him. Now, he's been known for guys as the, uh, uh, what, I think they're calling it the Michigan. I kind of like the alley-oop was better, the where they uh, pick up the puck on his stick, flip it over the net, and then they slam it home. All right, like a baseball style here. So, uh, a very, uh, very good play, fun to watch here. That's really how he's made a name for himself here. So, uh, good for him. Uh, it's He's going to have trouble winning the uh, the Calder, which is the rookie of the year for those who don't know, because 
it does play in Anaheim. I mentioned the team going nowhere here. They're in fifth place in their division here. They've had a, actually for Anaheim, they've had a nice season, probably better than I would have thought. They're twenty three and nineteen. I mean, they do have an outside shot at the playoffs, but they're not a playoff team. They're just not. And they probably in some ways don't want to be a playoff team. You want to start rebuilding here or keep rebuilding uh, and go in that direction. And they've done a good job here. I do wonder if they might move Gibson by the deadline here. But Trevor Zegers, good player. He will help them in the future. He's not a superstar. You know, he's not the next guy we're talking about. I don't think he's going to quite get to this level here, but a good, solid player to build around. Yeah. So the next guy, George, uh, I, I certainly am far from a hockey expert, but I do know a lot about this guy because when I was paying a lot of attention to hockey. Uh, when I was in college, we played a lot of NHL DFS. We actually uh, we, we had the, the NHL center ice package. We used to watch hockey pretty much every night when, uh, when I lived with some of my best friends. And this was right when Johnny Gaudreau got drafted by the Calgary Flames. And I remember him, you know, just being unbelievable. Uh, but I, I assume, since we were talking yesterday about, uh, you know, just the total flailing of most of the Canadian teams in the National Hockey League, that it hasn't really mattered how incredible Gaudreau has been. I would, I would assume that the Calgary Flames have not been a serious postseason team, even with uh, Johnny Hockey, as they used to call him. Johnny Hockey, indeed. Now, uh, they are a serious postseason team this year. All right, they uh, they just made a trade with Tyler uh, Toffoli earlier this week from Montreal. Give them some good secondary scoring there. Goudreau's having a fantastic season. Uh, he's got twenty. Oh, he's got twenty goals, forty three assists, he has sixty three points. That's already surpassing his point total for last year and the year before. He did have ninety nine points in the two thousand eighteen nineteen season here, and he looks like he's going to approach that number again. He's never reached hundred points. I say he's going to come close here. I think what's uh, impressive about Goudreau. Only has two power play goals. He's not a power play guy. He does have nine assists here, but he's mainly uh, scoring at five on five, four on four, even strength there. Uh, but he's been playing very well. This team, they're in first place in the division. People think that Vegas is the best team out there. Maybe, and maybe when Vegas gets completely healthy, maybe they will be the best team. But right now it's Calgary. They're on a heater, playing very well. Markstrom seems to be uh, in the lead for the uh, Vesna Trophy here, so he's playing very well in net. Uh, for Calgary, they have all the pieces in place here. And remember, that division might be the weakest division in the NHL. It'll get tougher once you come out of that division. The way the NHL really does their playoffs, I think is kind of silly, is generally you play the first two rounds in your division, then you play the other division in your conference, and then you play the Stanley Cup against the other uh, the other conference. Well, that other division in your conference is going to give you, more than likely, Colorado. That's where it could be fun for Calgary, right? Uh, in the first round, okay, you'll play a wild card team if you finish first. Then you're going to get Vegas, and that won't be fun. And then you beat Vegas, you'll get Colorado. I mean, oof, uh, good luck there. But uh, Calgary might give the Canadians, uh, Canada, their best chance for a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup or at least go to the Stanley Cup this season. Well, uh, I mean, I think I would be, I think I'd be pretty into a Calgary Flames versus Colorado Avalanche playoff series. You know, I, I, I love some good wide open hockey, lots of goals, which is uh, generally the way that the Avalanche have played the last few seasons. And uh, I was wondering when Brett was finally going to throw me a bone of not only uh, a Colorado Aval a Colorado Avalanche player, but a Colorado Avalanche player uh, whose sports cards I have, whose jersey I have, uh, Kale McCarr one of the absolute best sort of uh, you know, quarterback of the power play, 
offensive defenseman. He is uh, basically even money right now, uh, uh, plus 100 to win the Norris Trophy. The Avalanche are huge favorites to win the Stanley Cup, huge favorites to win the Western Conference. So, George, why don't you tell me about uh, about my favorite team here? Kale McCarr, this, is, this kid's smooth. This kid is smooth. He's fun, he's fun to watch. He's got... He can skate circles around people. He can stop on a dime and go the other direction. He he's that kind of guy who could make you look foolish on the ice. All right, that kind. He's a defenseman. We're not talking about a winger or a set there. We're talking about a defenseman. Uh, he is the best offensive defenseman in the the National Hockey League, and he's not like he's bad on defense either. He's good there as well. Uh, so he uh, uh, he is your odds-on favorite to win uh, the Norris once again. Top defenseman here. Uh, he can. It doesn't hurt, by the way, guys. That you know you're playing behind. McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen, you know, Kadri has had a fantastic season. I can go on and on with this team, how good their offense is. It allows him to play a little freer. And also the last couple of games, uh, Darcy Kemper and Nett got a couple of shutouts going. That uh, speaks well for McCarr. You know, with defensemen, you're looking at points, 18 goals, 31 assists. Nice. Plus minus is 32. That's nuts. For at this point in the season, he's at plus 32. He first season he had plus 12. Last year was plus 17. He's plus 32 right now. Fantastic season for McCarr. Fantastic. I would be surprised if he doesn't win the Norris Trophy. Not that there aren't some other candidates out there. I can't remember anybody right now who might uh, might compete with him. But uh, McCarr is definitely your favorite to win the uh, Norris Trophy. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, you know let's talk a little bit about the trade the trade deadline here. You know I don't uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit here, but can you see? You know we were talking about the Eastern Conference the other day. You know we were basically saying whoever makes the best trade in the Eastern Conference might end up being the favorite to come out of there. Whereas the Western Conference looks a little bit more settled. So I'm gonna ask you to put your prognostication powers together here and uh, project one of these trades that we might see, or at least a team who you think is very likely to make one of those big impact trades. Well, almost any team, any team we talk about defense, everybody needs a defenseman, right? I mean, this is the way it is. Jacob Chicken of Arizona is on the market. He's probably your top defenseman out there. Now, guys, he's going to cause a small truckload to acquire him. Right? You're talking uh, at least the number one pick, a top prospect, and you might need someone off your roster as well here. Any team would like to have him. The Rangers have been mentioned uh, for him. Uh, so Florida has been mentioned for him. You can make an argument. In the Eastern Conference, guys, I mean, Florida, Tampa, Boston, Toronto, uh, Rangers, Carolina, Washington, Pittsburgh, those are your playoff teams. You can make an argument. Whoever acquires Chickren hops over several other teams here to be that kind of uh, kind of team. In the Western Conference, Edmonton's on a heater right now. Now, maybe they're getting that new coach bump. They won four straight here. Goaltender. If they can acquire a legit goaltender, this is a dangerous team. You got Evander Kane for nothing because the Sharks were, had to release him. You can get a legit goaltender. There are goalies out there. They're not studs out there, but there are decent goalies that could get on a run for you. Uh, Everything can get a goaltender, maybe a defenseman as well. It won't be a chicken type. They could be dangerous. So that's what I'm looking for. A goaltender for Edmonton, and where does the chicken go? There we go. Well, there is some stick and puck this week on the show, as promised. Don't go anywhere, though. We are about to delve back into the realm of fantasy football, both best ball and dynasty fantasy football, and uh, we'll stay there for the rest of the show. So we'll see you guys back here in just a few moments on Fantasy Sports Today. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz. We just covered a little bit of the NHL, and now we are going to shift our focus back to the NFL in a segment that we've been doing all week, our Dynasty Fantasy Football Buy or Sell. And uh, we have a couple star-studded names to talk about here, and we are going to begin with basically the number one value player in fantasy football, For the last three seasons, though certainly he has seen his value fluctuate quite a bit the last year or so, none other than Christian McCaffrey coming off of two straight seasons where he was only able to play in 10 total games. Of course, he had led the NFL in touches, yards, and touchdowns in 2019. In fact, the uh, the best fantasy season of all time. We we went back and looked this up the other day in the show because we were wondering uh, how Cooper Cup stood up to Christian McCaffrey's 2019. And a very simple question here, George. Christian McCaffrey, you have him, you don't have him. In Dynasty Fantasy Football, what are you doing? I mean, really, really one of the biggest riddles in fantasy sports right now. Yeah, I don't have many Dynasty teams or any keeper leagues, for that matter, either. Uh, I think you're... You know, it's the old saying, right? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. He's in that category now, back-to-back scenes with injuries. Are we talking coincidence or is this guy breaking down? It's really a decision we need to make here. If you're thinking, ah, it's just a coincidence, he's fine, well, then you buy him. Right? He's, if not the best uh, fantasy back, he's certainly one of them. <coughs> What's your argument against him? They don't have a quarterback? When have they had a quarterback with him? Right, Cam Newton really wasn't all that spectacular when he was in his car. Uh, his prime there. And ever since then, they've had nobody. Bridgewater, you know, Donald, who cares? They've had nobody. Uh, maybe they'll bring in somebody this year. Maybe they don't. So I'm not really worried about that. It's all about the injury to me, Davis. It's just all about the injury. Uh, I'm going to buy. I'm going to be that guy who's going to, you know, fine. Uh, three times, I'll strike out. If he gets hurt again, fine. Then I'll put him in this category. But he's just, the talent is there. The talent is just there. I am. Do I think he's going to play 17 games? No, I don't. You know, but I don't know if I'm going to – I don't know if Davis Wright would say any running back's going to play 17 games. You know, so it's really what, – what am I thinking at? 15, 14 and a half? I'd take that. If you tell me right now that McCaffrey's going to play 15 games, I'll take it. I'll take it and run. I'll just have to pray that the two games he misses won't be in the fantasy playoffs. That's it. Uh, it's just the way it is in the NFL right now. So I am buying here. It's a cautious buy. 
I'm not saying, oh, no, no way. I'm taking this guy a million times. I, I'm worried. I It is in the back of my mind that maybe he's breaking down. He's But he's only 25 years old. I'm not talking about a 30-year-old running back. So uh, I'm buying. This is not Saquon Barkley, not in my mind. I'm buying. You know what? I think you're right. I think you actually hit the nail on the head there, which is that this is not Saquon Barkley. This is not Todd Gurley. This is not... Uh, you know, to, to throw back even further, uh, you know, Larry Johnson at the end of his career, uh, Steven Jackson at the end of his career. You know, it's not like when McCaffrey played, he was playing poorly, right? It's not, it's not, a, it's not really a question of effectiveness when in the games. I mean, we saw McCaffrey play in seven games last season. He was basically good in all of those games other than his first game back from injury and the game that he got injured in i mean he had multiple games of you know seven or more receptions they give him the ball on the one yard line the two yard line like we know that's going to happen with the panthers so uh you know it's, it's certainly a question of risk right and some people tend to play things much safer uh and there are safer guys you could buy at the running back position you know jonathan taylor is probably a little bit safer i believe the stat is that he's never missed a game due to injury all the way back to his high school career. Now, you you could just say that's a little bit of good luck and uh, you, you can have a little bit of bad luck and a lineman can land on your ankle and that's that, which of course can happen to any player in the NFL. Running backs are a little bit more likely to be injured than the average position because of how many times a game they get tackled. Like We just know that that position is, is a higher attrition rate. I'm with you, though. I'm buying. Uh, same reason I'd be buying on, uh, you know, Cooper Cup, right? I just, I just want to have as many guys on my dynasty fantasy football teams who can be the highest scoring player at their position because that is the biggest advantage that you're going to be able to create. You know, like I, I don't want to have uh, the strongest roster one through twenty. I want to have the strongest starting lineup, right? I just want to have guys who can put up. 30, 35, any given week, no problem. So I'm buying on Christian McCaffrey as well. Our next guy is Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, pretty fascinating scenario. His value died. I mean, his value was just completely dead when he got cut by the Browns. Then he began to, he, uh, began to resuscitate that value as a member of the Los Angeles Rams. Then he tore his knee, he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. So we've seen another value fluctuation on him are we buying or selling odell beckham jr george yeah this is well what a shame right because uh, he had sort of resuscitated his career here with the other rams was having he was gonna have a big super bowl by the way i think he was gonna have a monster game here well over 100 yards and maybe even another touchdown there. he did have the one touchdown there before the injury a non-contact injury i mean that's just so devastating right and you saw it right away as soon as the, the, the you know he did that little skip at the knee like oh god you know, you knew what that was there. So just horrific luck there. Now, it's February 18th. He's not going to have the surgery tomorrow. That's just the way this works. And by the way, it hasn't been confirmed as a torn ACL. And that's why, because they have to wait for the swelling to go down before they can confirm. He does have it, but they're going to have to wait for the swelling to go down, which is why they have to wait for the surgery. So they'll have it around March 1. Under the best of scenarios, you know, it's, it's six months. So three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It was all training camp, all mini camp. I find it hard to believe that he's going to be able to start the season. Immediately uh, on back, he's going to start. It's not going to happen. He's going to start on PUP. All right, so he's going to be out six weeks. All right, uh, so now you're talking week seven, if all goes well. Next question, what team is he playing on? He's a free agent. Do I think he's going to go back to the Rams? Probably. 
I think that probably makes the most sense now. The Rams do have some cap issues here, and maybe they, they won't sign him as I do with Beckham, but he got cup. Robert Woods is also coming back from a torn ACL, but he should be back. Remember, he had the surgery months ago, so he should be back. Maybe they don't want to go through it with both guys. You know, they're going to move on here because they, you know, like, oh, we got two guys in ACLs I got to worry about. Could be that. What does Beckham want in a contract? Is he, is he going to make a one-year make good deal or be, you know, hey, a lot of incentives? Could be, similar to what he had this year. Or does he want to sign more of a – we, we see this in baseball a lot. They sign two-year deals. You know, the first year you get almost next to nothing. Second year you get bigger money, much bigger money. It's going to be something like that. Bottom line is this. I don't think Beckham's going to be much this year. I just don't. Let's not also remember he's had other injuries. Oh, clearly another torn ACL. You know, it's not going to be so easy to come back from here. I'm selling, Davis. Uh, it's a shame. I think this would have been very inter- – if he had stayed healthy, I think he would have been one of the more interesting players to watch in free agency this year. Instead now, he's going to be kind of quiet. It's not something I'm going to have on too many fantasy teams next year. So I think you are right. I mean, I think all of your analysis is is absolutely correct. But all of that analysis, George, is why I think that I'm going to be buying. So he's going to be 30 next year. As of right now, he is 29 years old. He's like 29 and a half, roughly. So he's going to be 30 next year. He will come off PUP, right? I, we, I think we do kind of know now with these knee injuries and how good you know the advancements in modern medicine have been. I think we can expect him to play next season. And I, um, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the week, but I think the Rams probably will re-sign him. You know, I think that uh, we've already gotten some of the rumblings. Uh, Aaron Donald was talking about this this morning. Like he said, oh, you know, if everyone comes back, then I'm back, right? Which makes it seem like the Rams are going to kind of want to do what the Buccaneers did where they just brought everyone back. Um, And, you know, generally that's actually not that good of a team building idea. It's better to shed some of that veteran money and move on. You know, the Eagles talked about that. They win the Super Bowl and they re-signed everyone and their front office at the time talked about how difficult that made, you know, remaking their roster because they got they got old very quickly. I'm buying on Odell Beckham Jr. because I think it would be so cheap to acquire him, right? I think right now in some leagues with some owners, now this would not be universally true, but I bet you could get him for a third round rookie pick in a lot of dynasty fantasy football formats. And that to me just feels like a stone cold home run. So that is uh, the way that I'm going to be approaching Odell Beckham. Our final guy here, again, fairly interesting situation. Dan Arnold signed to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Remember they traded for him. They extended his contract. He is really the only receiving tight end on the Jaguars roster. Now maybe they signed someone in free agency. Maybe they draft someone. But he has a chance to get, you know, 85 targets from Trevor Lawrence, who we are expecting to be much better in year two. I might throw, you know, a, a small trade in Dan Arnold's direction. I, I kind of think he's interesting, especially because he is a converted college wide receiver. All right, so we're talking about Dynasty League here. Dan Arnold's never really been anything special in the NFL. Now you want to argue that he's, uh, you know, he hasn't been used properly. That's probably true. And do I think he has a chance to be a much better fantasy tight end in Jacksonville? I do. All right. But yeah, last year, and once again, he split it with Jacksonville and Carolina. 28 catches, uh, 324 yards, only 41 targets. So do I think he'll be used more next year? I do. You know, that being said, uh, this is a pretty good tight end draft, NFL draft. So you're going to have another two, three tight ends that might be usable in fantasy. That I would probably rather take a shot on those guys rather than Dan Arnold. You know, I think I'd rather use that second, third round uh, pick in my dynasty league and take that tight end. 
You know, in my, my main dynasty league, I need a tight end. I've, uh, I've run this kind of craps. No matter who I take a tight end, it doesn't work out. You know, I draft OJ Howard, you know, the greatest tight end since ever, and he's a bust here. Uh, I got a couple other guys that were top tight ends, and they just haven't worked out here. And I get the guy who, Logan Thomas, and he, of course, wrecks his knee twice. I mean, you got to be kidding me. And I, I tried to fix this problem, and I'll probably go back to the well here. I'm going to say sell on Dan Arnold. I just don't see bigger things coming. I'd rather take a, a shot at one of the rookies. Yep, I think you are. I think you are correct. Um, I, and I'm very interested. I think this is a good rookie class of tight ends. And of course, we are going to spend the next two months going deep, deep, deep on all of the rookies this year in fantasy football. So there's some dynasty fantasy football discussion for you guys. We are going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on the show. Don't go anywhere. Stay on the grid. See you back in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz. Before we get into some early fantasy football ADP oddities, I wanted to bring everyone's attention to the fact that uh, what are you doing if you are not following at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV on Twitter? You can also follow Sports Grid on Instagram as well. You are going to get all of the news, notes, highlights, and analysis that you need to keep your sports wagering on track to help your fantasy football team your fantasy baseball teams when we get there, fantasy basketball teams, NBA DFS, NHL DFS, everything that you guys need is going to be found very easily at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. So make sure that you are following those social media accounts. And now, as we have for the entire week, we are going to dig into some early fantasy football ADP from our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. I am in these drafts. Uh, I Look, I just cannot get enough of fantasy football. It, uh, to me, is the best game. And, and what do we all know? The best thing about fantasy sports is drafting. Look, we, we all love drafting the most. Let's just be honest about it. So we are going to dig into some of this early ADP, and we are going to begin today with Dawson Knox, Buffalo Bills tight end. Clearly had the, uh, the best season of his career last year. Nine touchdowns. Um, he's going 84th overall. 
I think it's fairly interesting that the market seems to be assuming that the Bills won't bring in another tight end. The Bills aren't going to be drafting a wide receiver. The Bills aren't going to be adding a big wide receiver name in free agency because we've also seen elevated ADPs for Gabriel Davis. Because remember, uh, Isaiah McKenzie is a free agent. Cole Beasley has an out in his contract, and Emmanuel Sanders was only on a one-year contract with the Bills. So, the, and obviously, you know, George, the Bills passing game. We want to have pieces of the Bills passing game, you know, no doubt about it. But I, I do have to say, this feels a little rich on Dawson Knox for me. You're on mute, George. Yeah, we're talking about in a 12-team team, round 12-team league, round yeah. eight. And yeah, this is my philosophy on tight ends. If I'm not going to take Travis Kelsey, you know, Waller, uh, whatever guy, Kittle, uh, I know I left somebody out there. If I'm not going to take one of those guys early, round, round three, four-ish, then I'm probably waiting double digits because there are a lot of guys now we can talk about they're in the same category here. I like those knocks. I do and I'm, I'm surprised that he's going so early right now. Is it the Josh Allen love? You know, he's, uh, he's a touchdown love. He's going to catch some touchdowns. That's what I like about him as well. That's why I do want him. But uh, I'm probably not spending an eighth-round pick on any tight end if I'm waiting. I'm probably waiting until double-digit rounds where yet all these guys are clustered into the same category here, including Knox in my mind. I want to load up on my running backs. I want to load up on my wide receivers at this point. I want to get my depth there. That's where I'm going to have injury problems. Uh, and like I said – Knox, I've, I don't even know if he's at the top of the list of guys that I'm thinking of here. I think there are a bunch of guys that would be there. I would certainly like to have him, but I'm looking at more, you know, two rounds later. So more in the hundreds, you know, than I am at 84 here. It's, a, it's not mega early for me, but it's a little too early for me. I like the player. I have no problem with him, but I just don't see myself spending it on, on, not, on a, not on a tight end, not on any tight end, actually, not here. Well, and you are, you are 100% correct. You know, historically – the tight ends that aren't the mega elite tight ends, you know, your your Gronks, your Kelseys, your your guys like that, these are the guys who get most priced up. You know, last year it was like Mike Gesicki and Dallas Goddard. This year it looks like Dawson Knox is, is just one of those guys that's getting way priced up. Our next guy is Allen Robinson, who is very likely not going to be on the Chicago Bears this upcoming season. I suppose there is always a chance that the team could uh, use the franchise tag on him again. Seems unlikely given how little he mattered for them at all last year. I mean, his uh, his season this last year, 12 games, 38 receptions, 410 yards, one touchdown. Absolutely brutal for Allen Robinson. I get, And I guess their, their passing offense in general was not very good. But, um, you know, the market right now is expecting – one, that Allen Robinson is, is on a different team. And two, that he is going to play much better than he has the last two seasons. So Allen Robinson, ninth-ish round, George. You in or you out? Without knowing who he's playing for, it's a little tough here. But generally, I'm in. I'm in on Allen Robinson. Uh, I don't think he'll be with Chicago. I would be surprised. Uh, maybe not shocked, but closer to shocked than not uh, if he's back with the Bears. I think he's moving on here. And we know there are – I mean – there are several teams that he could end up with. Now, we have, there's a lot of quarterback questions throughout the NFL, so it doesn't mean he's going to end up with a good quarterback again. And as we all know, Roberts is one of those guys who seems to never play with a good quarterback, right? I mean, uh, he, he could be going to Tampa Bay this year and be the one year no Tom Brady. You know, you're playing with God knows who there. So uh, that's, you know, it's a little bit worrisome for me. That being said, 
He's proven before that he can put up big numbers with so-so quarterbacks. Or even if he doesn't have somebody, I still think he'll be good. I think it'll be he'll want to prove that he's still that kind of wide receiver. I'm in on Robinson. I'm in. I'm gonna I'm gonna like him. He's gonna last this long for me. He's that perfect guy for me. You're talking round nine here. What is he at? At best, your third. He's probably your fourth wide receiver here. Flex guy. Love that. I'll take that all day long. Yep. Uh, I, I think you are, are really hitting the nail on the head. There's so much risk-reward with this selection. So let's say Allen Robinson signs with the Chiefs. Uh, he signs with the Buccaneers. He signs with the Packers, right? The Packers, they they let go of Devontae Adams or, or whatever. Or, you know, I mean, there are so many good places that he could land. Uh, the Chargers need a wide receiver, right? Because they've been, you know, Mike Williams is going to be a free agent. The Dallas Cowboys need a wide receiver, George, because they might let Amari Cooper go. Michael Gallup has that knee injury. The Los Angeles Rams, if they let Odell Beckham go and Robert Woods is coming back from his ACL, they need a wide receiver. There are, you know, we've talked so much about QB musical chairs, and I'm just kind of now realizing through this analysis that there's also a big potential for wide receiver musical chairs with so many quality free agents available this offseason. Now, a very related conversation. Uh, Our next guy is Justin Fields, who is going to be the unquestioned starter for the Chicago Bears this next season. Had an underwhelming rookie year, seven passing touchdowns and 10 starts, 10 interceptions. He did run the ball well, uh, 72 rushes in 10 games, uh, 5.8 yards per carry, two rushing touchdowns. We know that that rushing is so important in fantasy football for our quarterbacks. And um, I got to say, I'm in. I am, I am in on Justin Fields at this price tag. Yeah, now once again, uh, quarterbacks are almost like tight ends. All right. If you're not going to spend early on, you know, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson's, Josh Allen's of the world, they're going to be a lot available in your later rounds here. Uh, so I'm in on field as well for the same reason you said. Okay, this price tag, fine. Now, he may be the guy for me, Davis. Uh, I don't know about you, but most of us always preach that, uh, oh, you, you know, just only take one quarterback. You know, 12 team league, only take one quarterback because there are plenty of quarterbacks on the waiver wire. The problem is, you know, and I say the same thing, but in a lot of leagues, there are so many second quarterbacks taken. You know, so we, you can preach it all you want, but, if, you know, six, seven, eight teams are taking a second quarterback, you sort of have to as well because then it, that well will dry up. And with Justin Fields, he is the guy, if I'm if I'm drafting Justin, let's just say round 10, I probably do want a second quarterback to cover myself. You know, in case he, in case he does bomb, in case he gets hurt, got hurt a bunch last year, or in case, hey, they've given him no weapons because he doesn't have much in the, in the weapon department right now. You and I are both assuming that Robinson leaves. It's Mooney, uh, your number one. All right, who else are you throwing to there? So that is somewhat worrisome for me that it's really all his legs dependent. You know, yeah, we need him to run, run well, and score some touchdowns here. So I like him for his ADP. No problem with him being my quarterback one. But in all likelihood, he would force me to waste one of my uh, – uh, waste may be a strong word – but to, to spend another pick on a, for a reserve quarterback just so I feel better about myself, more comfortable with what I have. Yeah, you are you are definitely accurate. I think that uh, you know Justin Fields. Maybe maybe even you want to take, especially in a best ball format, take three quarterbacks when you take Justin Fields. Our next guy, we talked about him a little bit yesterday, George. But Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, this is this is the guy. Um, it, like right now, going outside of the top 100 picks, I I want to have Ramondre Stevenson on a bunch of teams. Now, I guarantee, absolutely stone cold guarantee you. 
that by the time the NFL draft happens and we're talking about, you know, the big best ball championships, a million dollars to first place and everything, make it a stone cold guarantee. Damian Harris's ADP is going to fall. Ramondre Stevenson's ADP is going to go up. You can you can take that to the bank, George. I agree with you. You know, I'm a Stevenson guy. You know, I think he is the better, the best running back there. The problem is I'm not playing the Bill Belichick guessing game at running back. I'm just not doing it. You know, I'm, I'm, I am always wrong on this. You know, Stevens is the better player, but Bill only cares about one thing, and that's winning football games. And I think I said this on the show with you yesterday, and I truly believe this with him. He doesn't care about the players' egos or their agents complaining, oh, this guy needs more playing time. Bill wants to win football games. If he thinks winning uh, this week, all right, Stevenson's the guy who gives me the best chance of winning, Stevenson plays. And Stevenson can rush for 180 yards, three touchdowns, six catches for another 70 yards. And then the week after, oh, no, no, no. Damian Harris, well, against that defense, gives me the best chance of winning. And then Stevenson's on the back of a milk carton. Just the way Bill believes it. And I'm not saying it's wrong, by the way. It's probably the right way to go about things. If this player, if player A gives you a better chance to win, you play better player A. If it's player B, player B. And the problem with New England is they have player C, D, E, and F as well. It's a frustrating situation with New England. It's bitten me in the butt so many times over decades, forget years, decades here, that uh, I like the price. Stevenson, at this price, I, I would probably take a shot anyway, but I wouldn't expect it. I just would expect much. But my problem is, as you just said, he's not going in triple digits when drafts really heat up in August. He's going to go three, four rounds earlier. There's no way he lasts this long. I would be – there's no injury here, or and they don't bring in somebody else for you to draft or something. I would be triple dog shocked. If he's going at 110, you know, it's not happening here. Like the player, hate the situation. Uh, but I would, at this point, or this uh, this draft slot, sure, I would take him. But I, uh, it'd be in the back of my head, he's going to screw you. He's going to screw you. He's going to screw you. That's, yeah. You know, look, it is, it is very true. A guy who screwed me big time last year, Rondell Moore, 14 games, uh, did have 72 touches, 511 yards. Only one touchdown on offense. Uh, it was just, it was a really good 75-yard touchdown against the Minnesota Vikings. Again, I will say, I'm just going to come back to someone who was not very kind to me last year. A.J. Green, I don't think, will be back with the Arizona Cardinals, and they're going to have to replace James Conner and Chase Edmonds. I think they'll distribute the ball a little bit more. And really, Rondell just did not play a ton as a rookie, and I have to think Cliff is going to want to rectify that heading into this upcoming season. I still think Rondell's very good. So uh, I, I will say I am in on him. And this feels very cheap for Rondell compared to where, you know, someone like LaVisca Chenault was going last season. There's a lot of upside here. Right? I mean, Rondell Moore is a good wide receiver. You're, you said that he didn't get a lot of playing time last year. They had a lot of guys there, Green, Kirk, even Hopkins going down, which is certainly disappointing that he didn't put up bigger numbers. But I got to think he plays more this year and, and plays better. I have another year in the system and all that. I'm in on more. I'll take us at this point. If I play in 12 leagues, will he be on 10 teams? No, but he'll be on a team or two. So will so many other guys as I spread the risk around to a bunch of players. Yeah, no, I, I think that's I think that's a good way to approach those things. You know, you don't want to take a guy like Rondell on all your teams because of his risk profile, but you do want to have lots of exposure to guys like Rondell Moore who have very wide ranges of outcomes. You know, if the Arizona Cardinals do, in fact, let A.J. Green, you know, either retire, test free agency, whatever, and they do the same for Chase Edmonds, they're going to need someone to operate in those same areas of the field. And, and most importantly, you know, they're going to need Rondell Moore's 
snaps. They, they spent a second-round pick on that guy. They're going to need him to play. So I am in on Rondale. Guys, we are going to go ahead and run into a break here real quick on Fantasy Sports Today. When we return, George's baseball corner for the week, we're going to yell at everyone involved in the negotiations, and then we'll start Hour 2. See you guys back in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Manick, joined by George Kurtz. We didn't quite get to Jamison Williams at the end of the last segment. So, George, uh, you you posed to me a kind of interesting question there at break. Cowboys are up 24. Jamison Williams on the clock. Do we want him? Do we not want him? My, my gut instinct is, yes, I want him. And then thinking about it a little bit more, maybe it's not great because then you have Gallup coming back if you choose to sign him. Cedric Wilson's probably leaving. Seems like the team is, has fallen out of love with Amari Cooper. So they might need someone who's there and ready to play from day one. So maybe they go Traylon Burks, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Alave. But I, I don't know, man. Jamison Williams just looked incredible at Alabama. Do you, would you want them to take him if he was up there at 24? I think I would. I think I would. Now, it's a great point you just brought up. He's Once again, he's a very good chance he's a PUP guy. And he's not going to play to week seven. All right, good chance. Now, he had a surgery, you know, maybe a month earlier than uh, Odell, six weeks earlier. So there's a chance he could be back for week one, a chance. But you're talking a rookie who will have missed all of training, all of minicamp. Maybe he gets into a little bit of training camp there. It's going to be tough for him to get there. I'm looking at Todd McShay's uh, mock draft here. He actually has uh, Williams going after Dallas at 27 to the Buccaneers. It's almost in the same category, right? Uh, Godwin ACL. May, uh, may or may not be back. We know Antonio Brown had the implosion here. So he is slipping because I know at one time mock drafts had him as a top 10 player, but the ACL is not going to go to the back after the first round. It's an interesting question for the Cowboys. I, I, I'm still on board here, but you're right. They might lose Cooper, Wilson, and if Gallup signs elsewhere, it's CeeDee Lamb, and then you're almost forced to have a guy who can start from uh, week one. Yeah, which, um, you know, in that scenario, then you probably don't want 
Jamison Williams. But if they re-sign Gallup, Gallup does, you know, and, and I guess a lot of it does fall on Gallup. It, it, this really is the offseason of knee injuries for wide receivers. So um, there there is lots to be decided over the next few months. We'll, of course, cover all of that here on Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid TV. We got a jam-packed hour two of the show for you guys. So don't go anywhere. We're going to head into our news break. See you guys back on the other side in just a moment. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.